guess what I have? It's a new scooter me. Good morning. It is Tuesday morning. Another show, right? Two days in a row. Show. It's the two day in a row show. It's uh, 8.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. That's what it is. And I am, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I usually at least have some, 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 you know, ammo in my head. Don't always, it doesn't always come out. It's going to be one of those shows where I just start, start into it. I, I guess there are a couple things I'd like to talk about. <clears throat> um, but first of all, my sponsor is what's in my cup. Ah, my sponsor tastes good all the way down. I have a vanilla chai with Cinnabon creamer. So you know where I am. I am in my home studio. I didn't get, didn't get to go to the international studio today. Now, I may go to the international studio later today and actually do a broadcast that I will record for tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, oh boy, I either have to get up really, really early to do the show <clears throat> or I'm going to be stressed out tomorrow. I've I got a kind of a tough day tomorrow. I have to go to Dallas and uh, have to go through some a series of tests. It's not medical. It's just uh, industry-related. It's, it's one of those recertification things. And it's, it's just a <clears> – I hate having to do it. Like, why do I have to do this? I'm too old for this stuff. These kids think they know everything. <clears throat> so I have a – I got that to do. <clears throat> and then also, I, by, by the way, um, I have my cup here, but then I also have a backup cup today. That's the surprise. Guess what I have? I have homemade sweet tea. And I do have a blend today. I, I put a little bit of, uh, I got this V8 fusion I need to get rid of, so I put a little bit of that in there. That'll be in my tea for the next couple of days. But <clears throat> it's uh, it's basically, it's V8 fusion is basically V8 uh, they don't call it fusion anymore. They, just, they call it something else. I think the, few, the only thing you get, it's, it's like they got this weird, because of all the energy drinks out there now, they're trying to do something different, I think, with the V8 brand or whatever. They really rebranded it for some reason. They just call it V8 something. And it's not Splash. Don't get, the, don't get the V8 Splash. That stuff is nothing but sugar water. Um, flavored sugar water. V8 Fusion is 100% juice. It has actually all kinds of fruits and vegetables in it. And I don't know what, you know, it, it's, this is peach mango. I like the peach mango. That's what I go for. I don't go for the V8. Tomato juice, yeah, it's okay. I'm not a big tomato juice guy. Just never was into that. So anyway, that's what I drink. So I've got that going on for me. Uh, so I've got all this stuff. It's got So I have a... Boy, there's some things, you know, the, the, the two things kind of on top of mind right now are the, the interview that Trump had over the weekend. And I'd, I'd like to play some excerpts of it. I really wish I would have taken the time to do that. And maybe I'll do that. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. See, that, that's the thing. If I say maybe, that, that gives me the out. And that, that's because I have an out. I usually don't do it. I get about a 10% chance I'm going to actually do this. That's, that's what that means. Maybe, maybe less than that. Maybe, maybe, maybe 5%. One out of 20. I have, uh, boy, 
I have, uh, but I do have this, this other thing I want to talk about, and it's it's uh, Lauren Lauren Bobert, the thing, the, the issue here. And I, there's a few things I want to talk about it, regarding that, and it's it's uh, before I dive into it, I want to take another sip of my chai. And uh, I initially had a pretty bad reaction to it. And however, there's some people who are calling for her resignation. And I'll, we'll get into that, How, what I feel, what I, what I think about that, my reasoning, my logic, what I'm thinking about it. The, um, I would like to say this, though. Um, the interview with, with Donald Trump, yeah, as, as suspected, I, this was uh, the comments that were made during the interview and the comments that were made, especially after the interview, which is what that's, that, they always want to frame it. They always, okay, here's what just happened. Let me tell you what just happened here. Are you shocked at what we just witnessed as we interviewed the cap, as we interviewed the, Donald Trump? And of course, this other guy's there. He, they're both making these comments. Maybe, maybe while I'm talking here, I'm going to, I'm going to try to see. I just, uh, uh, Greg, is it Greg Kelly? Is that the guy named on, on Newsmax? Um, he probably had the best, if, if I was going to use clips, he used the best ones. And I, I probably, uh, maybe I can find his stuff here. Maybe I can kind of pick it out while we're, while we're, while we're talking. Um, in the meantime, I do want to play this, <coughs> this uh, <coughs> video, this, oh, this what's a video, but it's, I'm going to have, let you hear the audio of Joe Biden talking about the, uh, well, he's talking about the. Someone asked him the question of whether he's going to run against Donald Trump, and he's, he he makes this comment about how. Well, we're going to make sure he doesn't he, he doesn't doesn't come in. He doesn't take power. Doesn't take power. Let's listen to how he says this. Now, afterwards, he realizes, oh my goodness, I'm going to be careful how I say this. So he, here here he goes. He's, he's just, we'll, we'll listen to this and then we'll talk about it. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power uh, by, uh, if we, uh, if he does up, run, by the way. Uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution, does not become the next president again. See, he did. This is, he doesn't take power. Now, now, keep in mind, this is sped up. If I played at regular speed, uh, you would probably realize how, incompetent this guy now and let me do that just just for purposes of making a point about this whole uh how you say uh the uh yeah how you say the uh yeah let's see if we can find it here again so again where's the spot at i think it was 30 uh, there you go okay let's go with this that he will not take power um by uh if we uh, if he does run uh, making sure he uh under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution, does not become the next president again. So, and he won't, he under legitimate efforts of our constitution, he doesn't take power again. Doesn't take power. See, they, that's the way they see it. They see it as taking power. He's going to take power. I mean, he make sure he can't run so he can't take power. No, he is endowed with power 
by the people who elect him. Presidents don't take power. Now, that's the way the Democrats do it. They are making a target out of RFK by not giving him Secret Service protection. He's already had several threats. He actually had a, he had a, uh, an actor prove a point. He, he had a, actually hired, <laughs> I think it was an uh, ex-law enforcement agent. He actually hired him to pretend like he was a law enforcement guy and got close to him with a gun. Just to prove the point. Now, I'm not sure that was the best idea in the world, <clears throat> but it, it proved the point. I think he was trying to make a bigger spectacle out of it. Then, it, of course, now the news media won't report on that because they don't know if that would. They don't care about him. They they, they think he's a. a they're, they're they're concerned. They're they're scared to death that RFK is going to run as an independent and completely destroy the Democrats' chances of winning. That's what they're that's what they're concerned about. I think he really does need Secret Service protection. And I think he really does need more than Secret Service protection. I don't know that I would trust the Secret Service right now. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand this group. I, I don't understand how they can be, look at how the FBI has become so corrupt. That, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. There was a time when I trusted the, the Secret Service. I, th- I thought, okay, these guys are apolitical. They do not have any kind of, you know, they're very stringent and, and strict about not, you know, just, just, just doing their job. And, but then there was, there was some, there was an, actually a secret service agent caught talking about this saying they would not take a bullet for Trump. They were fired. But you have to wonder how many of them have inside connections, willing to do certain things, step aside let someone be harmed, let someone get close to somebody, can they be paid off? Can they be compromised? They're humans. I would assume they can. So, so, so there's that. Now, now Biden's you know, talk here about taking power they, they, won't, they don't let anybody else. They're, they're not even going to have any debates. Look what they did to Bernie Sanders. They're talking about not having a primary. Not having a primary. Where the people vote and decide who they're nom- – who they're, who they're, it, it, they're not going to have debates. They're not going to have a primary. Because their, their candidate is already established. Now, see, they're in a sticky wicket right here, right now. Because Joe Biden has to make it yet another year just to, be, just to get to the point where he can, he can be elected in the general. And they've got this person waiting in the wings that they cannot stand, the Democrat Party cannot stand her. Kamala. And they don't know what to do. They have no idea what to do. They are, they are, they're really torn up about this. Her popularity is even lower than the president's. In fact, she is, they realize now that she is a totally incompetent individual. They cannot, they cannot put her out on the trail. So, so. now I have, I do have some other, I've got another clip here. Uh, where did I found it here somewhere? Uh, 355, I think it is. Here's 355. Let's find it. Uh, 355. There it is. 
I'm going to play this. This is um, now. This is the beginning of the interview, or, or the earlier in the beginning, not the very beginning, but part of the beginning. Notice how she, you know, this is Trump. Remember, Trump is all about himself, right? He always talks about himself, but she has a hard time keeping Trump talking about himself. Let's see what she says here uh, as she goes through this process, and it's 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 very obvious. No, we don't talk about Joe. We don't talk about Joe. Let's just talk about you. Let's talk about you. I have questions about from you. So let's let's uh, let's see what this has to say about anything. The Attorney General of the United States, and he told him indict Trump. There's just no evidence of that, oh, Mr. What, President. You mean he's but let's it? let's stay look on track. The lies I want, he's Mr. Told, President. I want to talk Kristen, about. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Could I say one thing? Look at all the lies he's told over the last couple of weeks. He said he was at the World Trade Center, and he wasn't. He said he flew airplanes, right? He didn't. He said he drove trucks. And he didn't. Everything he says is like a lie. It's terrible. Mr. President, I Even his handicap in golf. He said he's a six. He's not a six. I want to say thank you. His handicap in golf. For the purposes of this interview. So, so I want to focus on you for the purposes of this interview. <laughs> Even in golf, he says he's a six and he's not. Have you ever seen uh, Joe Biden play golf? Has he ever? Have you ever seen him play golf? Uh, the only time I saw him play golf was that thing when he when he did that. He was down in at the the villages, and he was drunk, and he did this stupid thing about the villages, and he was swinging a golf club or something. It was this was a long time ago. This was before he was vice president. Uh, it came out I think right before the election in two thousand and eight. Uh, brings up his golf score. Um, pretty funny stuff, actually, in my opinion. It's just, but, but, but he's, you know, he's, he's totally serious. I mean, it, it, Trump is totally serious in this, in this process. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Now, here, here's another, <clears throat> here's another uh, part of the interview uh, talking about abortion. There are multiple people on record talking about abortion issues and they deny up and down the, the news media. Oh, nobody's talking about that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Okay. Well, when is, when is the viable age? Well, we, uh, we, that has to be decided. That has to be determined. So you, you won't give us an answer. There are people who have gone on record that the fact, the former governor of Virginia said that b- babies can be born and then comfortably killed. That's not a direct quote. It was basically they would make, make sure they're comfortable, and then they would parents would decide whether they, how they want if they want to abort that child after it's born. I'm trying to hold it together here. And yet they, they deny this. They deny it up and down. Vice President Kamala Harris is asked the very question. Okay, so at what point, at what point is, the, is the, should we consider the, the child viable and should, should, we need to bring back what Roe v. Wade gave us, the protections of, of Roe v. Wade. Well, it's absolute. 
the, the protections of, of Roe v. Wade had no restrictions. In other words, she, she doesn't want any restrictions, but she doesn't want to come out and say it. That's up to a woman to, and her doctor to decide. It's her body, her choice. So it's her body until she decides whether or not that's a baby or not. It's all on her to determine whether or not that's a child or not. This, this gets into this whole thing of the sticky, sticky wicket of, of when a woman who has a, has a, she's carrying a child and she's murdered and the child dies as well. It's considered a double homicide. Well, because the child was wanted. How do you know the child was wanted? Maybe tomorrow the woman decides she doesn't want the child. Because today she, she wants it and tomorrow she doesn't. All of a sudden it's not a child. Do you see that this is the, this is the same fairy tale land that people live in when they think they, I am a woman. I have genitals that uh, would say otherwise, but I, but I, but I, I, I'm going to pretend like I'm a woman and you better respect that. And I want to be able to take a shower with other women and I'm going to go to the women's restroom and I want to be able to, you know, <clears throat> go in the, I, I, I identify as a 12-year-old girl and I want to go into the 12-year-old girl's locker room. Because I'm pretending like I'm a girl and you have to respect that. Uh, this is, well, it's not a child unless you think it's a child. All of a sudden, it becomes, this, this is the kind of lunacy and ridiculous reasoning. There's no reasoning at all. There's no, there's no logic. There's no reasoning. It's just, it's, it's fairytale land. See, we're living in a delusional world. And inside this little delusional world, they see Donald Trump and they think he's the, the monster that he is. He's just a monster. It's frightening. It's shocking. Let's listen to this part of the interview with talking about abortion and how she denies this whole thing. Nobody wants to see five, six, seven, eight, nine months. Nobody wants to see abortions when you have a baby in the womb. I said with Hillary Clinton when we had the debate, I made a statement, rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month. You're allowed to do that, and you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Again, no one and, and is again, arguing listen, for that. That's no one is arguing for that. She's flat out lying. She, she is absolutely either lying or she is completely inept and ignorant on this issue. Either one. She should be disqualified as someone who's competent to, to do this kind of an interview. Period. She shouldn't even bring it up. If she's that ignorant, she shouldn't even bring it up. There are people on record constantly saying, who was it that was trying to get partial birth abortion? How, how, what, what do you think? What do you think partial birth abortion, birth, birth abortion is it not at four months? No, it's at nine months. The child is being born. They reach in, turn the child around, 
child is mostly out of the out of the womb. Only the head is there. And they kill the child while it's still the head is still in the womb. And Donald Trump's the monster. Their heroes are these people who do these kinds of things. It is, it, this is a very sick culture of people. I don't, I don't believe all society agrees with this. I, 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 when people are polled about this kind of thing, the, the, the tide has shifted on the whole abortion issue, by the way. It's, it's well over 70% of individuals <clears throat> who don't, don't think that abortion in the third tri trimester is, is good. That's why they don't. Push. Well, it's, it's very rare. It's, such a, it's extremely rare for people to have abor an abortion in the third trimester. I, I think estimates right, right now are over 6,000 a year are in the third trimester. 6,000. Twice as many as died on 9-11 every year. But they always bring up rape and incest. You know how many children? How many people get, how many people get pregnant from rape and incest every year? Not even a tenth of that. But they always bring that up. <clears throat> So, oh, extremely rare. So apparently it's extremely, extremely, extremely rare for rape and incest. But that's, that's the whole point. We've got to protect, protect the rape and incest. Uh, you know, if it comes down to it, okay, I'll give you that. I, I don't like the idea of punishing a child for something that someone else did. But if that's their issue, then let's just, let's just stop there. Okay, rape and incest. Everything else, no abortion. Oh, no, you can't do that. Well, then why do you bring it up? Why do you even bring it up? Well, it's very extremely rare, but they wouldn't give any numbers. I'll, I'll play this at the end because they actually talk about it at the end. It's not a part of anyone's platform, Mr. President. The Democrat. It's not a part of anyone's platform. Because they don't, they don't say abortion to nine months. <clears throat> they just say a woman's right to choose. And they won't, they won't say how long. They, if you ask them how long, how, how viable... They won't, they won't talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. Guess that's where they're at with it. So let's keep going here a little bit. <clears throat> let's go on with, uh, let's see here. Let's play this a little bit further. ...are able to kill the baby after birth. Let me talk to you. Nobody wants that. that Democrats don't want that so either. Yes, yes, they do. They do want that. Governor, the former governor of Virginia actually... Wants that. Now he's not, not the governor now, not Yunkin. The former governor was all about it. She totally denies it. Acts like it doesn't happen. No, I don't know what it wants that. And yet there are a few states. Uh, here's, here's, in fact, here's a list. Here's a list of states with no limits on abortion. No limits. Vermont. Washington, D.C. New Jersey. Colorado. New Mexico. Oregon. Alaska, no limits. 
up to nine months. Day before birth. And she has no, no idea. Let's, let's see if I can get this one to play. This is, this is kind of a montage. See, I mean, I didn't play. Here it goes. Any limit there are no oh, I didn't get it. I, Look, sorry, abortion I, is a it wasn't recording there. Uh, let me try this again. It's it's uh, right here. You define because up up till now, there my understanding is there wasn't a limit on when in a pregnancy a woman could receive an abortion. Have you set any limit? There on are it? no limits. Look, abortion is a this is the very governor personal of decision Arizona. that belongs between a woman and her doctor. The government and politicians don't belong in that decision. What is it that you believe? I mean, what week of pregnancy should abortion access be cut off? This we need Kamala to Harris. restore the protections of Roe versus Wade. Which We're was, not trying to do something new. Do you think there should be any limitation on abortion? Mayor of New York. Uh, no, I do not. Non-day of birth, totally fine? Uh, no, I do not think. I think women should have a right to choose. Kamala Harris, actually, Kamala Harris was asked the question three times. Every time she said the same, same answer. We need to restore Roe versus Wade. That was her answer. No limit. And this lady is, t no, no oh, that's, not, that's not a platform of the, of the Democrats. Okay, what is the platform of the Democrats? What, what is your viable time? What, what is your restriction on abortion? None. There is, that's just it. There's no restriction, so they can say that's not a platform. We don't have a platform on that. Just a woman's right to choose. And we've already covered that, so I'm not going to go over it again. So this, this interview continues to go on. Now, I also want to, I want to cover it. This is at, at the end of the broadcast. She fact checks. Fact check. Fact check. Got a fact check. Fact check. Let's see what she says here. This is after the president's uh, interview. And she says it is fact check. Here she goes. One important fact check we do want to highlight. Abortions later in pregnancy are exceedingly rare. Exceedingly rare. Exceedingly rare. What's the actual number, folks? Uh, tell us that. Over 6,000. Over 6,000 a year. Over 6,000 a year. That's not insignificant at all. Insignificant. Now, now, this is the summation at the end of this uh, interview. They have this little summation thing, and, and they, they have this panel. They're going to talk about how the, how the, how the uh, interview went, what you just witnessed, what, what, what you just witnessed here. Like as if it was some crime, this, this massive, oh, it's just, it just, they treat it like it was, they just witnessed a, a, a hit and run. Speaking of which, we'll talk about that in just a minute. So they say there a lot of this stuff. I want to start off just by getting your takeaways of what we just witnessed. And Peter, just I want to witnessed. start with you. What's your Peter, takeaway? Peter, yeah, I was struck by how defiant he is. Defiant of you, defiant of the system, defiant of facts, right? He's just a bulldozer shoveling falsehoods and lies. Falsehoods <laughs> and lies. You're fact-checking him all along the way, but he is creating a different reality that has been uh, successful for him so far in, 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 in leading the Republican nomination fight. He's created a different reality has been successful for him. Been successful for him. And then he gets done. And he has this little smirk on his face. Like, there you go. I just told you what to think. There you go. I just, I just rewrote history for you. There you go. 
lady standing beside him, kind of, kind of nodding with this worried look on her face. Talk about creating a different reality. Oh, you're fact-checking him all the way. And he's plow, he just plows right through the facts. What exactly did he say that wasn't facts? They can't. I can't believe, I'm sorry, I can't believe these people don't know the truth here. It just, I can't, it's staring them right now. Now, maybe it's, it's, it is possible. People actually can be mass delusionally messed up. Their confirmation bias, whatever I'm going to call it, can be extremely uh, I don't know what the word is. Effective and influential on their life. There's a couple more, a couple more little clips I want to play. Um, if I can find this stuff, and we're going to get into some other subjects. Uh, now, here's another part of the interview, <clears throat> and this is uh, talking about the January 6th event and how she. Notice how she tries to keep him hemmed in on this, and he's talking about it and who, and who he actually comes out blaming. He is now putting this on Nancy Pelosi. And they, they have no clue of how this system works. And, and they like, well, you could have called out. The, you could have called in the troops, right? What did you do? You, at three o'clock, it was two hours after the event. Now, if he would have said, well, I just, I heard about it on the news like everybody else did. That's what Obama would do. That's what, that's what, the, that's what Biden does. Oh, I just heard about it on the news like everybody else. I didn't even know what was going on until I heard about the news reports. There was an attack on our capital. General Milley, slimeball that he is. This, this thing was a setup, folks. If, if, if you don't understand how the system works and who's actually in charge of Capitol Hill security, it's not the president. It's a different branch of government. The president can't just say, he authorized it. He signed off on it on 10,000 up to 10,000 National Guard troops. There's a letter from the mayor of D.C. that they didn't want that. They didn't want those. And she acts, this lady acts like, well, you could have just called them up. They would have been there in an instant. Oh, no, you don't, you don't activate 10,000 National Guard troops. Notice what they did after the, the event. They activated these, these National Guard troops to come in. Which was a, it was just a, that was a debacle. Let's talk about that debacle. These guys were sleeping on the floor in the, in the, in the, in the Capitol building. Doing nothing. Built this fence around. It took them weeks to get this mobilized. And then somebody rammed, the, rammed one of the gates and killed one of the officers and injured another one really badly. With a, I think it was stabbing or shooting. And they were hoping, they were hoping it was a radical Trump supporter. And it wasn't. And they didn't know what to do with that. So that became, that guy got swept under the rug really fast. Nobody talks about that. But they do include it in the death toll of January 6th. Even though the guy had nothing to do with January 6th. 
want to play this. I think this is uh, this is part of the, the January sixth. The pressure of January sixth. Of course, this is uh, the January sixth investigation. Now is widening. This is the Republican investigation of the January sixth event. But let's see I spoke. I made a very nice speech. Tell me how you watched this all unfold. Were you in the dining room watching TV? I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell people later at a, an appropriate time. Just so you understand, however, what did you do when the Capitol was under attack? Though, let me Mr. just tell you. In the moment that the Capitol did you was see under the attack? statements I made? in the Oval Office and just outside of the Oval Office? Absolutely. Go I was home. there that day. Our police are great. We love our police. We love everybody. Go home. That was, this was that a was beautiful more, That statement. was at 4 o'clock well, in the afternoon, more than I don't know. three but hours the, after the attack started. But there were tweets that were put out before that. Uh, there, See, there were tweets that were put out before that. That's about the time they canceled him. They took him off of Twitter. They took, took down his tweets because he said something about the election in those tweets. This, this whole thing, now he, he gets into this whole thing about, about it being Nancy Pelosi. Now, what, what's interesting about this is that they're, they're trying to blame Trump for their responsibility. Who, who informs Donald Trump of what's going on? The people below him, right? General Milley would be one of those people, right? Well, here he is being interviewed. Here he is being asked by a, a, a committee, counsel, lawyer, whatever she is. I don't know what she is. Uh, Loria. Loria, whatever her name is. This is on C-SPAN. And General Milley really throws the president under the bus here on this one. General Milley should have been the one calling the president saying, the Capitol building is under attack. What should we do? You see, part of the problem here is it wasn't really under attack. It was a riot gone astray. These people had no intention. And it wasn't an armed insurrection. You know what they're calling the arms that these people had? Water bottles. It was armed, an armed insurrection. They had poles and stuff with flags on them. Sticks and water bottles. And mace. Armed insurrection. I'm going to take over the government with water bottles, sticks, and mace. That's uh, that's something. You know, that's all it took. Armed insurrection. They have to keep saying it was armed, but they won't say what the armament is. No guns. No guns were extracted or collected from anyone there at the Capitol building that day. The only guns that were fired were fired at innocent people, one which which was killed. An unarmed individual. One shot, dead. That person was exonerated. Let's let's listen to this little interchange with General Mealy Schmilly Milly, one of my favorite people in the world. Are you aware of any phone call by the President of the United States to the Secretary of Defense that day? This is, Not that uh, I'm aware of, no. Are you aware of any phone call by the President of the United States to the Attorney General of the United States that day? No. Yeah. Hey, the Commander, you got an assault going on on the Capitol of the United States of America. Nothing. No call. Nothing. Zero. 
No call, nothing. This is, this is absolutely pathetic. Millie, keep, keep in mind, Millie was the, the head general there on the, on the chief of staff, on the, on the uh, chief, not chief of staff, the uh, president's staff. And he's still there under this administration. Tells you something, doesn't it? He was no friend of the president. He did not like this president. He didn't want to serve under this president. He had it in for him the whole time. Here's how it went down. And this, this, is, the, this is what the Democrats refuse to acknowledge. And of course, this is going to come out in court. The president authorized 10,000 troops several days prior to January 6th. National Guard. Nancy Pelosi, as the Speaker of the House, is the head of security. She directs the Capitol Police. She's the head of security at the Capitol building. She's the one who made these decisions. When she was recorded by her daughter doing a documentary, I've been waiting for this. I hope he comes over here. I'm going to punch him in the face. I've played that clip many times on this show. I've been waiting for this. She's egging him on. She's hoping he does something like this. Now, they're blaming him for instigating the entire thing. They're blaming him on the whole thing. He instigated the whole thing. He was the instigator. He was the one. They were following his orders. These people who... So when he said peacefully, patriotically, make your voices heard, he came out later and said, don't, you know, no violence, no violence. There were two other tweets besides the, the one at four o'clock that she was talking about. It's time to go home. It's time to be peaceful. No violence. We love our Capitol Police. And then you've got people like Ray Epps. And there, I guess apparently there's some other guy. There's apparently another guy involved. It's a Ray Epps type person involved in this thing. Let's go on. Oh, excuse me. There's, there's more to this, um, to this interview and more to this January 6th thing. And we'll, we'll talk about that. But I think, there's another, I think there's another clip here I've got. Let's check this out. So here, here is Trump uh, talking about the, uh, the actual day or the, 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 the whole thing that led up to it in his, his letter to the mayor. Let's go with this. The mayor of D.C. gave us a letter saying that she turns it down. Okay, we have it. Nancy Pelosi also was asked, and she turned it down. The police commission... I'm talking about Capitol the day police, of that. Wait a minute. The day yeah, of, the day Capitol of. He said that he wanted it, and Nancy Pelosi wouldn't accept it. She's responsible for January Let's... 6th. Now, this is, this is where this lady doing the interview does not, does not understand at all how this process works. You don't just wait till the day of and... Call them up and here, here they are. Here, here they are. They're going to show up. They're going to instantly show up. They're going to drop down out of the sky. 10,000 troops. National Guard is going to drop. The day of, you're going to call up the troops. Well, no. It's a little too little too late at that point. And it makes the point here that Nancy Pelosi, it, it's, this was a setup, folks. They were hoping some kind of, 
And if, if they were hoping for it, you'd have to kind of think maybe they kind of instigated it. In my opinion, Ray Epps didn't work for the FBI. He didn't work for any government agencies. They've asked him that question. Very, very, very cautiously, carefully asked him that question. No. No, he, he, he can probably honestly say no to that because he wasn't working for them. He's working for Nancy Pelosi. He's working for the DNC. Some, somebody. He's working for somebody. He didn't just go out and do this on his own. His actions have all the earmarks. Remember that earmark thing? Well, he has all the earmarks. Earmarks all over the place. Just all kinds of earmarks. I don't know what, what people are doing, putting their marks from their ears on them. I don't know, it's just kind of weird. So, so now, the, so the way this thing is supposed to work is that, you know, they, they, the Capitol Hill is supposed to be protected by Capitol Police and generally, and, and the, the staffing was way down that day. The former head of the Capitol Police resigned a couple days afterwards. And now they're making him out to be the scapegoat, of course, on this whole thing. And of course, now these, he has finally come out and said, this is what's happening. This is what happened. And they won't let him even, they, get this. They, the January 6th commission never even asked him any questions. Doesn't that seem a little odd to you? He was never called, never subpoenaed, no inquiries. But they did talk to the current handpicked person. And my understanding is uh, they put some pressure on him to resign. Uh, that's why he resigned. <clears throat> that's, that was my understanding. You failed at your job. You need to resign. Now we're going to put this guy in. Now we're going to have him testify. What? Seems a little odd, doesn't it? Too many oddities, too many things at, don't add up in this whole situation. And they're obviously aggressively trying to pin something on Trump here in this interview. Whenever the left, and, and got to hand it to, to Trump for going in there and, and doing this. He's, he's literally going in and just plowing through this. It literally, and then the guy described it properly. He, he has a bulldozer. Just go, you know, plows over the facts, plows over everything. You're fact-checking him the whole way, but he's just plowing through. No, because what's going to, what, what they keep saying are not the facts, are the facts. There's documents proving it. They have no documents. They just, it's just their, oh, no, there's no restriction. Oh, no, no, nobody wants that. And this, that's not a part of the platform. Uh, yes, it is. There's no evidence, no evidence of any, you know, so yeah, we're looking around, we don't see it. They're standing on a pile of evidence saying there's no evidence, looking around saying there's no evidence. They had no evidence of a collusion with Russia but they talked about that for four years. And that was okay. Because, you know, that was Trump. That's how ridiculous we are. Now, okay, I got I to gotta move on to something else. A couple of other things. One is, I want to talk about this hit and run deal. Uh, these kids who, apparently, apparently the, this news story, the local news story was 
there was a, a, an accident where a car hit a bicyclist, former uh, chief of police uh, in that uh, city, I believe it was. He was out in Arizona somewhere. And um, it was out west somewhere. And the, these kids accidentally, and of course they, they were, tic, of course they, what they didn't know was these kids were TikToking. So there's video evidence of this whole thing. They were calling it an accident. These kids were just on their way to school. One was learning to be an engineer and the other one being some kind of, I don't know, chemist or something. I don't know, who knows what it was. And they're just on their way to school and they're just, you know, they're, uh, where they're going to go to a study group or something. Accidentally hit this uh, bicyclist. Killed him. Now, <clears throat> the... The video shows otherwise. These kids are in a stolen car. They stole the car. A fairly new car. They're driving down the road, laughing about, you know, running it all over the place. Doing burnouts, you know, drifting with it. They run a lady off the road slam into her car, run her off into the median on the left side. It's kind of a rural area, four, four lane. You know, kind of what I'm talking about, kind of like the center lane with the center area where there's like some grassy areas, curbs on both sides. I run this lady up on the curb. Run her, slam into her car, run her off the road. Laugh about it. And they keep on going, of course. And as they go down the road <clears throat> a little further, they do another little video. Guy on a bicycle. He can't get over any further than he is. Car comes up on him. He never even looked back till the very last second he starts looking back, realizing the car is there. Probably never, never even saw what color the car was. Just as he's turning his head back, they hit him. He goes flying up over the top of the car. They're probably only doing about 30 miles an hour. 30, 35. Maybe 40. Laughing about this. He goes up over, in, into the windshield up over the top of the car. They drive over his bicycle. They turn the camera around, they show him laying in the street. And they keep on going, and they're laughing. He died. He's dead. They killed him. Intentionally. I would say prison is too good for these guys especially the driver. In my opinion, they should both be hogtied and dragged behind a car for about three hours. Not fast, about 20 miles an hour. Just fast enough that they can't run and just slow enough that it's painful for a long, long time. If I was a judge, I, that's what I would do. That, that's your punishment, buddies. 
<clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna strap you up and uh, just drag you behind a car. There you go. See who's laughing now. These kids are going to get off. Probably have probation, <clears throat> manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter. I'm not going to talk about what color these guys are, because that would be racist. I'll let you fill in the blank on that one. Just a couple kids going to school, you know, just trying to make, you know, trying to get their lives, you know, trying to be better. <clears throat> Lauren Bobert, Bobert. <clears throat> Lauren Bobert, let's, let's talk about her, what she's done and what she's doing, what she did. She um, went to a, a show called Beetlejuice. Now, it's apparently the Broadway version of the movie, I guess. I've, I didn't, I've never heard of it. Didn't know, didn't know, didn't know his thing. Now, now here, here's, where, here's where this gets a little sticky. She apparently is uh, – no, she's a congresswoman who was very controversial when she first went into office. The reason she's controversial is because she was said she was going to carry a sidearm every day in Congress. She made, you know, she made a lot of waves when she first got put in there. Barely won her election, by the way. I think this last time she, I think she's been, this is her second term, I believe. And she barely, barely made it in second, second term. Very, very close election. <clears throat> very close. It's like just a few votes. Uh, she was part of the group that was uh, the Matt Gates group with the uh, the whole thing with Kevin McCarthy holding out for some some things that they wanted. They're trying to hold Kevin Kevin McCarthy accountable to. They're still trying to hold him accountable to because he hasn't done any of them, any things they agreed on. So he he um, now the question is. Uh, and here, here's where I have a hard time with this. Now, what she does, if she goes out, and, and you know Democrats have done more of this than anybody, and they always get away with this kind of stuff. They, they don't care. If this would have been a Democrat, they wouldn't, nobody would have cared. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have it on the news. It wouldn't be anywhere. In fact, it's, it's very, uh, it was very common for, it's, very, it's still very common for Chuck Schumer to get on, a, on an airplane and, and be very belligerent. Um, uh, this this is well known within the aviation community, by the way. That if Schumer is on your airplane, just just ignore the guy. He's going to be talking on his phone. He's going to be doing things he's not supposed to. He's not going to put his seatbelt on. He's, gonna, he's just belligerent. And the and John Kerry is the same way, by the way. John Kerry does the same thing. And they they get away with this all the time. They're rude, obnoxious. Don't listen to the flight attendants. The uh, interestingly enough, <clears throat> I 
Oh, so so she gets caught. Now, now they have these the, – the lights were out in the place, but there's a, like an infrared camera that's taking pictures or taking video. Now, she's apparently vaping, and this lady behind her apparently asks her – supposedly a pregnant lady behind her asks her not to vape. Now, this lady doesn't look pregnant to me. I don't – I don't think she's pregnant. First of all, if she is, that's fine, but it, there again – uh, does she want the child or, or does she not want, is it a child or is it, it I, I'm, we're not sure yet whether she, she hasn't said whether she wanted the child or not. So we don't know if it's a child or not because she hasn't said if she wants, if it's, if it's wanted or not. If, if it's not wanted, then it's not a child. So I'm not sure about that. So, so he has, she has this, uh, she's vaping, which I, apparently she's, I don't know if she's trying to get over smoking or what she's trying to quit smoking or what she's going, what she's doing, or if she just picked up vaping. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't have any there's – there's no pictures that I know of of her smoking. I don't know. Her husband, her ex-husband would probably know more than this. Now, she – so she's, she's going through this divorce. So she's already dating this guy, this other guy apparently. She goes out on this date with this guy. Uh, she's, she's claiming she doesn't know anything about the guy. Didn't, didn't know that much about the guy. She went out with him. Now, they're apparently having a good time. Now, probably it, – it looks like she probably had been drinking. I, I would – that's all I can – that's all I can figure. Either that or this guy maybe has – uh, who knows? There, there, there's a slip to a Mickey or something. I, who knows what, ha- what happened? I, I don't know. I can't, can't explain this kind of behavior for someone who supposedly, supposedly has a a solid walk of you know faith. She's a woman of faith, and uh, this this is where, this is where it upsets me. I, I'm not upset about her being in office. That, that's for her constituents to decide. They can vote on her whatever she wants to do. Her policies are fine. If she's doing what she's supposed to be doing when she's there, that's she's doing her job. I, whatever, whatever she says on her off time, I don't. That's, that's. Where I get concerned is when she is, is paraded around as this Bible believing woman who is is so virtuous. Now, what you know, whatever's going on between her and her husband, that's her ex husband, whatever. That's. Beside the point, I, it's, I can't, not going to, it happens. But Sean Foyt, uh, he doesn't know me from Adam. I have met him, but he wouldn't know me if he saw me. Um, I mean, he wouldn't remember who I am. I don't think. Uh, he has a ministry that I support called... Uh, let us worship. They're all during COVID. He made he made pretty uh, he made a lot of waves around the country. Now he he's I have a lot of respect for this guy, and the reason I have so much respect for this guy is because he has the courage of a lion, and he he has gone to countries like Iraq, Afghanistan, and just led worship openly. Been very bold about those kinds of things. And he goes all over the country. He's all over the place. You know, every day he's going someplace. And he said, uh, "Kingdom to the cap." King, I think "Kingdom to the capital" is his most recent thing he's been doing. He goes to all the, the state capitals. I think he's about halfway through next year. He's going to finish it up. I think he went, he went to twenty-seven. I think this twenty, twenty-three or twenty. About half of them last this last year. Um, he's going to go to more <clears throat> next year, and then he's going to apparently. You know, finish up with the the big thing at the end of the year. Now, I, I know he had one 
at the end of this year, kind of you had a DC thing, and or I might, start, might kick it off in DC, and then he goes through the capital, uh, state capitals, and then I think he kicks it off again at the end of the year. So a couple times throughout this year, this last year, he has he has interviewed uh, about a year ago. He had got several interviews with Lauren Bobbitt. Or, I'm sorry, Lauren, Lauren uh, Bobert, Bobert, yeah. And she has been in the he, he a couple times. He they had worship in the rotunda in rotundra. And there's video of him of her being there, and she's leading a prayer, and she, and she's involved in the whole thing. And, and good for her. I, it's it's. <clears throat> I'm not going to sit here in judgment of her and her faith and where she's at with God. That's not that's not what I'm intending to do here. The problem I have is when people have a platform like this and then they go out and act like that publicly and I question I question where they're at. These people are supposedly these giants in the faith to be respected and there should be whatever. They're lifted up as, oh, we need more women like that. Well, we need people like this in, you know, in Congress. And they go out and pull what they, what, what they did. So she's in this theater of all things watching Beetlejuice. I, I just have, I have, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't understand sometimes where, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get kind of controversial here because I, it's, believe it or not. And I have a, I have a problem with people who become believers and they get into this kind of, oh yeah, this, this is cool, man. I'm a, I'm a, and now I'm a believer, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm totally in for Jesus and I, I'm all about it. And, and, I recently saw a worship leader who – and you would know who we probably heard the name or you'd know some of his songs if I said them. He was leading worship, and I think I talked about this. He was leading worship, and as he was leading worship, he, was, he didn't have a guitar in front of him. So he's, he's kind of just doing this thing, and he's, he's got his hand microphone, and he's kind of bouncing around kind of like a hip-hop guy. And he's kind of got his hand down in his leg, the upper part of his leg where his thigh meets his crotch. And he does that several times. I, I'm sorry. I, may, maybe I'm just an old fuddy-duddy stick-in-the-mud kind of guy. But if we want to talk about being in the presence of God, it, it, and living a life in the presence of God, and yeah, you know, there's mercy. God is merciful. He has grace. All things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Don't let your freedom Come an opportunity to do something that's not good. I'm free to do all things. All things are lawful. We're under grace. Yeah. Well, have fun with that. Shall we sin that grace might abound? Is that Paul asked that question, and the answer was no. I just, I see no humility in that. I see no reverence 
in that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. I see no respect for God in that place. If you want to stand, and I, I'll tell you what, I, I, I do a lot of worship leading. And one of the things I'm over, overwhelmed with every time, and I think it's more every time I lead worship, I, it has become to the point where I almost tremble now when I'm leading worship. Because I'm standing before the bride of Christ. whom he is zealous for, longs to be with, that he purchased with his blood, that he took a beating for, was spat upon for, nailed to a cross for, because of his love for his bride. And I am standing before her leading them into his presence. That's quite, a, that's quite a place of responsibility. And I'm not going to run around grabbing my crotch. Does, does that kind of Does that make more sense when you see it from that perspective? Do you kind of see where I'm coming from now with that? Could I? Can I? Yes, absolutely I can. Do you think it's really honoring, respectful, reverent? I'll let you decide that. I'm not trying to be legalistic here. I'm just asking whether we should be a little bit more sensitive to the Spirit of God. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just over the over the top here on this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not seeing something here. I don't know. Maybe I'm the blind one. I, I could be. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm serious. I'm seriously saying that. I don't, I'm not saying that cynically. And on top of that, I see people in these hip, funky churches For some reason, I don't. I don't understand this. They, okay. Let's. This is where it gets controversial, even more so. What's with the tattoos, guys? Where are we going with this? All that you do, do in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whether in word or in deed, all that you do, whether in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. Pretty simple. Now, I'm not saying everything I do is motivated by the Spirit of God. 
But there are some permanent things that before I do them and I realize they're going to be permanent, decisions that I make that will be, have permanent consequences, that I, that I take a pause and I think about for a minute. What is this? Okay, this, this God is God asking me to do this? This is a permanent thing here. And what, what's my real motivation here for doing this? Is it, is this, you know, there, there are some of those things that are just, I, I try to be sensitive in all things. I, even when I get dressed in the morning, I'm thinking, okay, should I, should I wear this? Should I wear that? And it's, it's not about, it's, it's more about what kind of example am I going to be? What kind of people am I going to, you know, I just, I want, I want to make sure I'm, I, I don't even want to try to anticipate, okay, I'm going to do to this particular event. I want to wear this because it looks, it looks like the, the part. No, I, I want to wear whatever God tells me to wear. If God tells me to show up in my underwear, I will do that. There were some prophets who walked around naked. Go to a black tie event. My underwear up. Okay. I, he hasn't asked me to do that, by the way. I, I think they would probably... People would probably just vomit. I don't, I, it's, but it's, it's, it's kind of a... It's one of those things where I don't, I don't want to put myself in a box, but at the same time, I want to be sensitive to, you know, okay, well, maybe I'm not supposed to wear this. Maybe I'm supposed to wear that. Maybe I'm supposed to wear, and then, you know, maybe, maybe it has some kind of a, a maybe it somehow affects someone. Maybe it has that little part of watering a seed somewhere. I don't know. Maybe wearing my green pants instead of my brown pants. I, I don't know. Maybe it has some effect. I don't know. I, it's not about what people think of me. It's about, you know, what can God do with this? Now, maybe, maybe God's telling you to get a tattoo because, you know, God's going to do something with that. Well, it brings up a lot of conversation. Well, okay, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe God's telling you to get those tattoos. I just, I don't see that. I, now, maybe you've already got tattoos and you want to get them altered so that they're not, you know. I know, I know, and a guy, there was a guy that I know that uh, he was, actually he was a pastor. He had, had a lot of tattoos on his arms. And some of them weren't, were kind of, had some vulgar language on him. He had them changed. Rather than having them removed, he actually changed them to make them, you know, a little less innocuous. A little more innocuous, a little bit more, you know, not quite so overtly, you know. And I, I think there's this guy that, some pastor I know, he has on, on insides of his forearms, you think he put one on one side to put Jesus and the other side saves or something like that. So he raises his hands and says, Jesus saves. Obviously, he wasn't, uh, he, obviously, he, he, was, he was a believer when he had those put on. I guess that's some kind of a, you know, I, I don't, just, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just have a hard time with it. If you look into Hebrew law, that was not allowed, by the way. I wonder why. I, I, I don't, I don't want to, it's just, again, I don't want to get legalistic here. 
but there was a reason for a lot of things in the law. I guess I just, this whole idea of us looking in more, more and more like the world, just because we can, that way, that way I can relate to the world. Okay, well, I, I think that the world is looking for something different. They're not looking for someone who looks like them or everything. Else. They'll look at us and go, well, everything, everything I'm doing is just like you. I must be okay. I, I don't know. I, I, just, it's a mystery to me. I know that for me, having a tattoo, I have no desire to get a tattoo. I have no desire to do a lot of things. And I, I, I'm not saying that they're necessarily ungodly. I do plenty of ungodly, selfish things every day. Oh, you're, oh you do. You're, you must be a sinner. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, any kind of selfishness, folks. If you, can't, if, you don't, if you have a chance to look into yourself and look in, actually have some self-awareness, you'll realize this idea that you can live a sinless day, you're deluded. Probably before your feet hit the floor in the morning, you've probably done something that offends God. It's just to think if, if you don't realize that, then you have no idea the holiness of God. You know, you haven't even seen a glimpse of his holiness. If you, it's, there is nothing about me. that is worthy to be in his presence unless it's washed in his blood. That is all my righteousness. When we sing that song, all my righteousness is in him. That leaves nothing else out there for my own righteousness to be in there anywhere. All my faith, all my hope is in him, what he did on the cross. I have no other advocate. I can't be my own representative before God. If, if it's dependent upon me living according to the law, <laughs> good luck with that. No, thanks, Jesus. I'll represent myself on this. Yeah, good luck with that. But that don't let that be an opportunity for us to just proudly live a life of whatever we want to do. I don't, I don't know. I'm probably wrong on this. This is just me again, just me thinking out loud, me wrestling through, kind of contending, working out my faith. With fear and trembling, that's what I'm doing. Trying to figure out where other people are at. And I, I, I got enough issues on my own, so I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not trying to judge anybody else. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to understand this purpose of how people do that. And I'm not saying God has departed from him. I'm not calling him Ichabod or anything else. All I'm saying is I don't get it. But then <clears throat> they probably look at me and go, I don't, I don't get you know, why, why do you do that? I would get that. 
So I'll just keep working on, you know, me and my relationship with God. I'll just keep doing, doing that because that's uh, really all I can work on. So I'll just keep that going. I'll, just, I'll make the right choices, the many, many right choices as I can during the, during the day. So go for that. So anyway, that's my, uh, that's my word for the day, folks. And uh, I'm going to start doing a word for the day, I guess. I don't know. Put it at the end of the show. The word for the day is word. Word. Word up. Well, folks, it is Tuesday. Possibly tomorrow there will be a show. It will not be. Well, if, I might have a live show tomorrow. It's, it's hard to tell what's going to happen tomorrow. I have, uh, I have to leave fairly early. I have to drive to Chicago, fly to Dallas. I'll be in Dallas overnight. And then possibly have a very early show on uh, Wednesday, th- Thursday morning. Thursday morning? Yeah, Thursday morning. Or else it's going to be late in the afternoon. And then Friday, uh, possibly a show. But it, Friday's really, yeah, it's hoots very questionable. Well, folks, I hope you've had, I, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my little squirmings and wormings. Have a great day. Have a great rest of the day. Pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders, especially Lauren. God bless everybody.